All right, y'all. Good evening. Good evening. It is yours truly, Dr. Barry P. First of all, if uh, you catch this on the replay, please let me know what you feel about that uh, intro video, because I'm probably going to do my own little personalized intro video. But I just wanted to kind of see what a teaser uh, would look like if uh, this is your first time catching it. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board certified internist, host of The Real Physician Reacts. This is your first time catching my live stream. This is where I come on once a week live to kind of discuss things that kind of come across my timeline, that kind of hit my DMs, that kind of hit my inbox, and really kind of give you the point of view from the physician. Now, we have kind of touched on this topic a little bit before, probably about a month or so ago. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about another mass shooting uh, that occurred here in this country. We're going to talk about this growing epidemic, which is gun violence. I know a lot of you have heard the term, especially when referencing uh, COVID-19 and now monkeypox, when you hear this pandemic terms and you hear these terms, but we really have, especially here in this country, we have to think about what has been really a growing problem and really is only a problem here in this country. And I'm going to use the word epidemic a lot here, right? So just for a quick definition sake, an epidemic is a disease, right? Or uh, an issue that is primarily focused on a specific location or population. So when we talk about gun violence, I'm not going to be talking about gun violence in Canada. I'm not going to be talking about gun violence in Africa. I'm not going to be talking about gun violence in the United Kingdom. And No, I'm going to be talking about gun violence because it is a primarily a United States problem for all of the wrong reasons. But I would definitely be remiss from starting this conversation without really, again, just kind of giving a moment of silence and bowing our heads uh, to another another set of victims who are uh, initial ca casualties of what occurred at Highland Park in uh, the state of Illinois on July 4th this past, uh, this earlier this week, where a gunman who got a gun, an assault rifle, who attempted to uh, disguise themselves dressing as a woman, fired onto a public crowd at this park and at least what we know ended up killing at least seven people, right? And I say at least because obviously there's still victims who are dealing with the wounds. And, you know, again, you know, doctors and nurses are taking care of them as we speak, right? So I want to first kind of give, give, give a spotlight for the victims of those who were affected by this tragedy. Let's, let's you know, let's, uh, let's, let's share our screen for a little bit. Make sure we're sharing here. Let me make my. I want to make myself a little bit smaller. Yep, perfect. So um, again, I want to take my time out just to kind of remember the victims here. Um, the first, again, first of seven at this moment, and unfortunately, this was. And I, just so you guys probably can't see that, uh, this was a quote from one of the victims' family. I knew she was dead. Cassie Golden said, "I just told her that I loved her, but I couldn't stop." because he was still shooting everyone next to me. So I just kept running and hid behind a trash can. So before, before we give, 
before before we kind of get highlight our victims here, I, w- I wanted to think about that because just like when I talk about COVID-19 and the deaths related to COVID-19, what happens and what people tend to focus on is the end result, which in this case are the deaths. But we need to focus on everyone who didn't die from this recent mass shooting, but are going to be affected for the rest of their lives. Imagine telling a friend, a family member, like, I love you, but not even having time to process that because gunfire is still coming your way. And you have to hide because, again, you still have to think about yourself, even though you just saw your loved one um, be tragically murdered. Right. So I just wanted again, just highlight that just sadness uh, that occurred when I saw that first quote. But just to kind of yeah, I want to kind of give 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 a give give, give a spotlight for the victim. So so we recognize why we do this, which, again, unfortunately, we keep having to do this conversation. We keep having this conversation in this country. And when I one thing I will tell you is that as a physician, right, again, I, I'm, I promise I'm going to get to it. One thing I will tell you as a physician, I'm not going to tire having this conversation because I think a lot of times, especially, you know, dealing with this pandemic that we're in now, there was this fear and concern, especially for my healthcare providers and educators um, a- across, you know, my social media landscape, that we were going to have this fatigue of tiring of discussing COVID-19 and the, the ill effects of COVID-19 and the deaths associated with COVID-19 and the benefits of a vaccine. Like we were thinking like, man, after two years, are we tired of hearing it? And fortunately, especially for a lot of the creators that I follow, that has not been the case. We are talking about it as much as we did, as, as much as we are now, as we were talking about it um, right when the pandemic started. And I can assure you that this conversation, especially in our physicians, from our physician standpoint and healthcare providers and public health educators, we are going to do the same with this gun violence. Like we are never going to get tired of having this discussion. We are never going to feel that having the discussion is mundane. We are never going to feel that like, oh, like I've already said this before. What more can I say? Like if I have to do uh, one of these series every other week because something happens every other week, I will do that because I, I want people to understand that like I'm not going to let up off the gas pedal and screaming from the rooftop that this is a concern, this is an issue, this is a problem that, again, only affects us here in the United States. This is not a worldwide problem, which is why you'll you'll never hear gun violence, the pandemic, it's always going to be the epidemic, right? This is something that only occurs in this growing location here in the United States. It's not going to spread. No, I'm not concerned that gun violence is going to spread to a different country. No. It's going to stay right here in this country for lots of different reasons, which we can have discussions on. It's going to stay right here. And we as physicians, healthcare providers, public health officials, we have to keep screaming from the rooftops why this is a problem. Right. But again, let me let me go again. Let me again give give uh, the credence that we, we need to do. Um, so our first first of many um, unfortunate victims, Catherine Goldstein, 64 year old. Um, was at the parade with her daughter Cassie Goldstein. So she was she was the the mother of the quote I read initially, where I said that um, up here I knew she was dead. I just told her that I loved her, but I couldn't stop. This was the mother of that victim. Um, next one is a husband and wife, Kevin and Arena McCarthy. 
Um, you can see their ages 37 and 35. Kevin actually died protecting his two-year-old son um, while his wife died next to him. And what was crazy, this quote, like this quote really hurt me, right? Um, the, the two-year-old asked when they were when they when the two-year-old happened happened to be found at the police station, are mommy and daddy coming soon? At two years old, they're never going to be able to process it. This is something that they are going to have to live with for the rest of their lives. Again, remember, when we talk about victims, we're not just talking about the victims that are directly affected, but everyone who's in proximity of it. Uh, Steven Strauss, 80-year-old, looks like he was a financial advisor. The uh, the family knows the, the family patriarch uh, of the family. Um, Jacqueline Sun Sunheim, I probably apologize if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, 63-year-old, former uh, preschool teacher. Um, Nicholas Toledo Zaragoza, 88-year-old uh, man um, who, again, was only on was at the parade only because his family did not want to leave him home alone. Like I want I want us to think about that statement. The only reason why he was at the parade that day is because his family said, you know what, we think it's safer for you to be with us than it is to be alone by yourself. Imagine if you are the family member who made that decision that said, you know what, I think it's gonna be safer if you come with us, uh grandpa. Like like just come to the park with us. It's much more safer than you being at home. There's a lot of dangerous things at home. Like this was a decision that that family made. And this is a decision that that family is going to have to deal with for the rest of their lives. Um, Eduardo Uvaldo, again, 69 year old man. Um, he was taken to the hospital um, at, with his injuries. He later died. Um, he was ready to celebrate his birthday, uh, which would have been tomorrow. Um, right. So again, this, yeah, that's, this is uh, so we can stop, stop that. Right. Just, again, I wanted to kind of highlight, uh, the victims here just so, you know, they get their just due. Right. Because when we talk about this gun violence, um, again, I had this conversation about, uh, that shooting that occurred, um, I believe it was in Tennessee. We've had this conversation about the shooting in Texas. We've had a conversation about the shoot. Like we're going to keep having these conversations. And again, it's not going to be tiresome. It's not going to be, uh, ad nauseum. We are going to continue to have it until it gets to the point where something has to be done. And there's not going to be any, especially from this standpoint, we're not going to have any level of fatigue. Like, oh man, I just talked about this mass shooting and that mass shooting and that mass shooting. Like maybe they're tired of hearing from it. Like th that's not going to happen. Um, I, as a healthcare professional, as a physician, one who, you know, since I was in elementary school said, I want to take care of people. And when I decided to jump online, uh, because I felt like, you know what, yes, I can take care of the people in my local community, maybe the people in my, my office face to face. Uh, but like, I have such a message that I know I need to continue to spread this word out. Um, I knew that times like this uh, was extremely important to continue to have to spread that word out. Right. So again, when we talk about gun violence, when we talk about this aspect of a public health issue, like I want us to know some things, right? Here in the United States, we own twice as many guns like per resident than the next neighboring country. Think about that, right? So we in the United States own twice as many guns as the next per resident as the next country. Here in the United States, gun violence has now replaced automobile accidents for the number one killer for children. Like, let's think about that. Your child is much more likely to die here in this country 
And I, I want to say this country because, and I, I've said this before, we have a, especially here in the United States, we have this geographical block in our, on us that makes us think that because we're here in the United States, um, you know, the quote unquote land of the free, there's a lot of free countries here um, in the world, but land of the free, home of the brave, because we're here, that we are doing so much better than other countries across the world. And I'm, I'm sad to mistake it. Like, and I wish I had this clip. I'm not sure if I could even play it because of copyright issues. Um, but there's this one show, I think it was called Newsroom off HBO, where like where he just listed the, the number of things that we are terrible at in this country. Maternal health, fetal health, child health, like this, just list. He just listed things after things. And again, like I said, I, I wish I could, um, I wish I could drop it, but like, I think I, I, I wanted to do it, but I think copyright issues won't let me to do it. Um, but I, I, what I'll do is like, after I'm done with this, I'll put the link in the description, uh, so you can watch it yourself. But he just listed the number of things that we are absolutely terrible at, absolutely terrible at. And, but one thing I will tell you, one thing we're good at here in this country is killing our own citizens and our own citizens dying by guns. We're, we're extremely proficient at doing that in this country. And when they talked about this, again, because we don't want to, we don't, we're not here to give mass murderers, um, you know, any just do here, right? But when they talked about his rationale and his reasons, immediately, immediately, like you saw people try to say, oh, mental health, like you got to be mental health, right? Especially those who are pro-guns and, you know, want us to believe that, no, the guns have nothing to do with it. Or the access to these guns have nothing to do with the fact that people keep getting mowed down at shopping centers, in parks, in schools. Like, no, that has nothing to do with it. It's the fact that the mental health. And we've already talked about this, like the, the correlation between a mental health disorder and gun violence is extremely rare. Like that's not a thing that goes together. One in five people in this country are dealing with a mental health issue. One in five people do not uh, enact gun violence. One in five people are dealing with some type of mental health issue, but I can assure you, because the numbers clearly tell it, one in five people are not sitting here like committing gun violence, which, which again, should scream when you hear people immediately want to go to that like oh it must be it must be that right like we we have to learn to pump our brakes and again this this occurred in at highland park right and immediately i saw people um you know initially say like oh chicago 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 like guys this this is approximately 40 plus miles away from the city of chicago no this is not a chicago thing right this is a united states thing like gun violence, mass shootings is a United States thing. In fact, if not for the fact that the gun violence continues to rise, like I would just call this an endemic, right? Gun violence is just endemic to the United States, right? And for those who may not know what an endemic is, an endemic is a disease process that typically occurs at a constant rate in a specific region. Like when, like, and for example, when we talked about monkeypox before, the reason why monkeypox is getting a lot of fanfare because monkeypox used to be endemic to certain uh, area in South Africa. It used to be like, like in that area, South Africa, yeah, you're likely going to deal with monkeypox. Like, so it didn't even shock you if you dealt with monkeypox in that specific area. It becomes a problem when all of a sudden you're dealing with monkeypox, monkeypox in places where you shouldn't be dealing with it. And 
when we talk about gun violence here in this country, the reason why we can't even classify it as endemic to the United States because it keeps going up. Like the rate continues to increase over and over and over again to the point where we're like, all right, like until we get some type of stabilization as far as the number of mass shootings that occur here in this country, like this is a pandemic that is continuing to grow, spread like wildfire. And again, and it's like we have a, a fence around the country because it's not going to jump and uh, to Canada, it's not going to jump and go to Mexico. No, it's going to stay right here uh, where it's um, loved and respected uh, more than anything else. So let's 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 give some some public health facts just so we can kind of get you know again get on our p's and q's as well as far as uh, public health is concerned. Um, and I I got actually got a few uh, few sites that I want to go to to kind of have this discussion. Uh, yeah, let's go to this one first. So again, this is uh, this this is a graphic here um, that I want to again release June 9. Gun violence is a major. In fact, let me make sure y'all can see that. Perfect, perfect. Gun violence is a public health problem. It's a major public health concern. Gun violence is a leading cause of premature death here in the United States. Guns have become the leading cause of death for children in America, surpassing motor vehicle accidents. Again, remember, like if you're a child, you're more likely to die from a gun here in this country than a motor vehicle accidents. Americans kill each other with firearms 25 times as often as other high income countries. In 2022, there have been 248 mass shootings within the first 159 days. Guys, let's let's just pause there for a second. Let's just think about that for a second. 159 days. And again, this is not even, I don't think, I'm not sure how updated it is. I'm not sure if today's day 160 yet. Um, and oh, sorry, this is this is this is uh June. Sorry, so you know it's not updated up and this doesn't even include what just occurred. 248 mass shootings in 159 days, guys. Like, imagine, imagine these facts and figures. Imagine you being a part of the country where that is true, and then assuming that you have some superiority over the other countries just because you think your country is free. And again, just kind of mentioned uh, recent mass shootings continue to devastate communities nationwide and it calls to attention to public health uh, needs surrounding gun violence. Right. And then for those who may not know, because you're going to hear this term. And I was actually talking to a good friend of mine, uh, Michael Swin is a, a lawyer. Right. Who talked about the fact that the, even the way we define mass shootings has become of concern because it's not universal. It's not a universal definition for mass shootings, but here they define it as an event in which four or more people are shot or killed. Um, and again, we kind of mentioned how it's overtaken uh, auto accidents as a leading cause. Now, of course, these are some issues and concerns, mental health impacts, like school, school shootings, right? Profoundly change hundreds of thousands of children's lives with no physical injuries, right? So again, let's think about this. You could be like, if you're, let's say you're that you're you you went to that school in Uvalde. If you were a student there, but you didn't happen to die there, imagine thinking about that every time you had to go to school and you're shutting down the school because of it, right? Imagine, yes, you did not physically die, right? So for the people who are like COVID deniers who are like, well, only one percent die, right? And they only focus on that one percent, but they never focus on the families and everyone else like associated with that people who happen to die. Like, 
imagine the mental health deficit that you're going to have to endure like if you still had to go to school there if you still drool by the school like imagine that like growing up and then you are having to process all of these things and continue to grow up like like oh hey school's like summertime because remember it was the last day of school summer or last week of school summertime enjoy your summer get back ready for school like like that's a problem that these kids and people have to deal with for the rest of their lives. So again, not only does gun violence affect the people who, and that's why, that's why when, when people ask, like, cause you, you'll see this question a lot is gun violence, a public health issue. Yes. And the reason why is because not only does it affect the people who it directly affects, but the indirect effects of gun violence continues to spread and live with us, you know, forever. Right. So let's, uh, let's go back to, Let's go back to our slide. Perfect, perfect. Um, the stigma again. Mental health experts say it's inaccurate to blame mental health issues as primarily responsible for gun violence in the U.S. More than one in five people in the U.S. experience mental health illness, and it is rare for a mass shooter to have a diagnosed mental health condition. Right. And what you see a lot, especially from these gun lobbyists, is that after the fact, like the person that will have no history whatsoever of mental health illness, but after a fact, they want to tag a mental health illness on them because that's what they want to do to excuse the fact that they're using assault rifles that are so readily in here in this country. Um, again, doctors, here I am. Physicians are speaking out against gun violence. Again, I'm a part of a couple of medical organizations that I'm extremely proud that you know when this, things like this happen, they continue to reiterate the fact that they are what thousand percent against gun violence and one thousand percent in support of you know common sense gun laws to try to curtail like the mass epidemic of violence that's occurring in this country and again mass shootings comprise only two percent of the public health problem so gun violence is a routine and long-term issue across the country and of course you know me when when, when especially when it affects me communities of color are disproportionately impact, impacted and gun violence is a leading cause of death for black males under the age of 55, y'all. So again, just something that, again, continues to hit home for me when I'm speaking about gun violence, when I'm speaking about this public health issue. Again, if you don't know, um, not only am I an osteopathic physician, but I also have a master's in public health. So I, I never look at a disease process or something that's going on in, uh, in my community as just what's happening to this individual. I'm always looking at it in the lens of my public health goggles, like, wow, like if this person is affected, like I wonder what the community that that person come from, how like they're dealing with the same issues, same stress levels, so same stress levels of concern. Just, just to share another uh, page as well. Give me a second. Because again, it's it's just it's sad uh, the state that we're in now. Uh, oh yeah, this was this was a good one. Um, so again, gun violence, the escalating public health crisis, and this is where I kind of mentioned the fact that we can't even say that this is an endemic because it, it continues to grow uh, so much that it becomes a, like we're, we're still having to deal with it. And then you can just kind of see from uh, from the date. Um, horrific mass shootings this week at the Rob uh, Elementary School in Yavalde, um, right after the Buffalo uh, incident that occurred. Um, and again, it was the 27th shooting uh, with injuries or deaths, uh, school shooting uh, with deaths this year. Gun violence has been on the rise for numerous years, has a more 
uh, increased more significantly since the pandemic began. So this is this is another pandemic focus, right? Like uh, again, a lot of the the news and fanfare around the pandemic is kind of focused on this aspect of COVID nineteen. But there's a lot of issues that have been stemming from the fact that this pandemic has like really affected us, especially here in this country. More than forty five thousand Americans dying by a gun in the year twenty twenty, which is a fifteen percent increase. Uh, over 2019, and a 40% increase from 2010. Almost half of the deaths, nearly 20,000 people were homicides, right? Gun violence archive recorded more than 60% more deaths by gun. And again, they they excluded uh, suicides in 2021 than in 2014 when they first started keeping numbers. And of course, because pe people always want to know compared to other countries, uh, I kind of mentioned this, the U.S. civilians own double the number of firearms per resident. So we have all the guns, but yet for some reason we keep killing each other. Right? Like think about like think about that. We have all of the guns yet we keep on killing each other. The vast majority of homicides in the US carried about 80% carried out by a gun compared to 30 37% in Canada, 13% in Australia, 4% in the United Kingdom. Right guys, like this this is a United States problem and we have to start owning to the fact that this is a United States problem. And this is why it matters, again, from a public health perspective, people who survive gun violence, approximately 85,000 Americans uh, each year, again, 4% of the United States, face ongoing trauma and long-term health conditions, including high rates of PTSD, chronic pain, and poor mental health. Guys, if you're worried about poor mental health, think about the mental health of that two-year-old child, right, who's going to continue asking, when is mommy and daddy coming home? Gun violence is preventable, and other countries have achieved significant reduction or elimination of mass shootings with the passage of gun reform, y'all. The American Academy of Pediatrics and American Public Health Association recommend the following actions. Again, we don't need we, we don't need to go into the in fact, yeah, let's go into the details. Common sense gun policies, prevention and research, violence pre, uh, prevention programs, right? I'll I'll have this description um in our I'll have uh, this website and in this, uh, the show notes for those who may want to uh, follow along. But again. That's just, again, just to continue to highlight this growing problem that is a growing United States problem. Like, we have to think about gun violence as a United States problem. It is not a worldwide issue. It is not a, uh, let's focus on some random city in the United States. No, this is a United States issue. Now, we have seen plenty of mass shootings and gun violence specifically related uh, to racist tropes out there of course when they went to look to see hey what has this guy been talking about i I've, I've i now know that this guy was some rapper um which again is absolutely ridiculous i know he was posting things um on uh his social media platforms i know uh, that he was a very avid supporter of uh mr trump the former president right which again when when you when you allow a hotbed of anger fester in a community and say, hey, you know what? I, it looks like you're angry and I'm okay that you're angry for reasons that you shouldn't be angry for. Like, hey, come, come. And you, you welcome people like that. This thing, these types of things continue to occur. And until we here in this country uh, really, really take a good look at ourselves and really acknowledge really acknowledge like, yeah, like, like we have to take this on the chin. 
like we're not going to get any better again as as again i'm a united states citizen so as a united states citizen i'm not going to sit on my porch and act like oh no 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 like they have the problem right but not me like i'm okay our community is good like no 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 like as a united states citizen i have to take it on the chin as well that i am a part of a country that uh, has allowed gun violence to continue to run rampant to the point where it only runs rampant here in in my country, right? Like I am a part of it. And as a physician, the question becomes, what can I do? Like, and and we've talked about different ways that physicians can help, but more importantly, like, because especially I'm seeing these interviews uh, with the parents and all of a sudden the parents are standoffish. I don't know what happened. I wasn't paying attention. Like this is when you have healthcare providers really having to be in the ears of the families, especially when they're seeing them in the, their outpatient clinics or seeing them in the urgent care. Like, like these are questions we have to, like, we have to now start thinking about questions. Just like when we say like, Hey, you know, uh, is your, are you taking your medications? Any problems? Like we start have we have to start asking for questions like, Hey, do you happen to own a gun at home? Right. Uh, do your kids have access uh, to guns? Like, is, is everything okay? Is there any issues, concern? Like, we really have to start asking these questions, but clearly the parents aren't asking them. Like, this, this, the mom and dad are sitting at home and he's doing these things right under their nose. He's posting these things right under their nose and now they're completely oblivious to what's going on. So now seven people who were just going to celebrate, you know, the United States independence, which is a whole different discussion, to celebrate, they just went to go celebrate the United States independent on July 4th. They thought they were going to have a good time in Highland Park, and now they're dead. Grandpa's dead. Husband, wife, dead. School te- Former school teachers, dead. Right? Like, like fi- I think one of them was like a financial um, administrator, like dead. Like, like this, this is not normal. And what's sad and what's scary is that this does not even rank in the top 10 of mass shootings here in this country. Like, think about that. Like, I just said seven people died at Highland Park, Illinois, and it does not even cause a blip uh, here in this country as far as gun violence is concerned. Like, if, if that, like, like, what do you do with that, y'all? Like what? What do you do when you know like that? That's 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 what you're having to go up against, right? You're having to go up against to the point where, like, you have to you have to shoot in the multiples, right? Double digit numbers just to register in the top ten in this country. Because if you don't hit double digits in the top ten of this country, you don't you you don't even if you don't hit double digit mass shooting killings, you don't even in the top ten. Like which that's scary for so many different reasons and if it doesn't scare you as a physician it doesn't if it does not scare you as a public health professional right like like we are going to continue to see these things continue to grow like there's there's nothing right we there's no evidence that we have at this moment to say that this is going to slow down on its own it's not just like when we had covid and we said hey if we want this to slow down we got to wear a mask we have to social distance we have to get vaccinated. If we want if we want gun violence to slow down, we have to do something. We cannot pray. We cannot give well wishes and close our eyes and then hope that it just gets better. That's it's not going to occur. 
Because if, if 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 we re, if we rewind it back, if we just did a quick rewind to t- March 2020, and when COVID was just ravaging the numbers across this country, if we just say, "Hey guys, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Just pray on it." You know, we'll give your well wishes to the, your families. Like if we did that, we 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 would still have people. We actually, we do still do still have people dying in the thousands per day due to COVID. But no, we said, you know what? Something needs to happen. I'm going to be proactive in my intervention in doing so because I want a, re- a change and a result to occur. So when we have this conversation on gun violence, and like I said. I, as a physician, as a public health professional, will continue to have this conversation on gun violence here in this country because, again, it's a United States problem. As we continue to have this problem, um, we are going to have to meet it head on and do something about it, right? Because if not, I'll be back here to do another video, which, unfortunately, because of the way this country works, like, give it a month. And I could likely be talking about another mass shooting, right? And that's like, if, if again, if that doesn't sadden you, if that doesn't, if, if that doesn't depress you, um, even if you're not directly, like I said, I don't know any families personally that were affected by this most recent shooting. I don't know any families personally that I know of, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to be empathetic to the fact that like, I know that there's a lot of lives that were changed on July 4th because they just happened to go to a park. Yeah. Just sad. and scary. Again, I'm yours truly Dr. Bayer Pierre. Again, thank you for us, you know, sticking with us. Uh, shout out to my replay viewers. Thank you for uh, sticking with us uh, on another episode of the real physician reacts. And I'm going to see you guys next week. Y'all. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly Dr. Bayer Pierre favorite board certified internist like always remember to subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review and more importantly share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today again so appreciative of all you guys' support see you guys next week